Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of the Mark Tour Review and Us, we delve a little bit deeper into tourism with young tourism leader Sheena Lindholm and the president of Visit South Burnett, Jason Kinsella. This is part two of Tourism Crunch Time. Young tourism leader, business owner, and member of Visit South Burnett Inc., Sheena Lindholm, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me here, Demo. How exciting is tourism at the moment? It is so exciting. It is the conversation you want to be having around your dinner table if you've got lots of information to share and talk about and, you know, really get into something that's gutsy. Why is it such a hot topic? I think for a couple of reasons. I think because as a a person, you're invested in it. It's about your holidays. You want to go and escape and, and you want to have a good time and everyone's been on a holiday, you know, in this day and age. But I think on the other side of that, um, there's a lot of people who are invested into making it great and it has a very long history uh, and with a long history, becomes complica- it becomes complicated. Um, but I think there are lots of movers and shakers who want to make it great and better. Uh, and I think that's what our conversation might be about today. I think you're right. Now look, young tourism leader, um, that's for the South Burnett region, is that correct? Uh, yeah, yep, so one of two tur- young tourism leaders in southern Queensland, Queensland country. So there actually aren't that many um, representatives that are regional. So okay. really excited to not only uh, be the South Burnett contingent, but a regional contingent for Queensland. So we need to make sure our voices are heard. Right. What does it actually entail? Uh, so a couple of things. So um, you know, I had to go through an application process to be uh, chosen as a young tourism leader, uh, and that ha- I had to demonstrate uh, my ability in tourism, what I'd done for tourism, and my thoughts in tourism to get that position. Uh, but the young tourism leader position is about inspiring young people to go and get a career in it. So okay. um, I think it's a bit of a, um, a misunderstood term. Uh, people think that it's all about sipping pina coladas on a beach, and you know, perhaps unless you're on a jet ski or a, or a jet ski instructor I should say that there's no job for you but um, I'm a marketer um, and that's my background and tourism needs marketers in the same way that they need accountants or um, they need someone to be able to give business development plans so tourism is a really encompassing subject uh, and it's my job to demystify tourism to young people. In the past what sort of roles have you played in the tourism market in the South Minute? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I have a long uh, career in local government, and and so that's where my love of the community and um, love of tourism really started. I was a promotional officer, so I did all the advertising for the dams back then. I sat on the Australia's Country Way Committee, um, really worked my way around that space um, in a facilitation type manner. Uh, I then um, you know, left that role and started working in some other spaces, including the Nanango RSL. So that's a hospitality venue, uh, but that's about bringing bus tours and companies through the um, area, making sure you're providing a good food service, talking about the region. And then I started my business in marketing PR and events, which uh, we actually developed one of the Let's Go, uh, two of the Let's Go publications, um, which oh, were yes. about how we rethink um, a publication that sits on a table. So. Um, I, we, we talked about it around the table at length with the economic development uh, team at the time and uh, the current publication was really an encyclopedia and 
who likes to sit down and read an encyclopedia? So Let's Go was about reinventing that wheel and I'm happy to say that people sat down and read it from front to back, which was an enormous achievement for us here. What, what did you do? Like, how did you change it? Like, how'd you go away from that encyclopedia so there wasn't two million pages in there? Because if it's me, I, I get bored very quickly. Did you just shorten it up or did you just pick specific locations around the region to promote? Marketing is about making wise choices. Choices. So uh, we think about the uh, McDonald's menu, for example. If you have 50 choices, it makes it very difficult for a consumer to uh, read the menu and get engaged. If we only have five choices, we go, oh, we know exactly the way to get where we need to go and we'll be uh, more likely to follow the story and it's easy to keep on track with and that's what we did with the Let's Go publication. So, um, and, and that would probably be um, some wise words of advice um, as well, is, is that some, it's, it's not about, tourism is not about trying to tell everyone's story. We try and get through everyone's story, but yeah. we need to pick some stories to tell at the right time to the right people so that we transfer it across to those who want a holiday in the South Burnett. And then once we've got them here, you know, the rest is up to us. Yep. And, and I guess that when you say it is up to us, it is up to us as individual businesses to make sure we're doing what we need to be doing in the space so we are seen and heard when people do come here and before they come here. Absolutely. And, and so council was doing a really good job at that. They were selling that big message. They were selling a holistic branding approach. Uh, and, and as an individual business, your job is that to then spend marketing dollar to get people to your door. I mean, there are basic things that lots of us still don't do fabulous. And it would be great to just have a checklist as a starter um, in growth for businesses here. Things like signage to your front door are critical. Where can people park? If I've got a caravan, what do I do to make sure I can walk to your facility? Do you have toilets? Are you, um, do you have good disability access? I mean, there are many things that people can mark off that will improve their visibility of their business. And people will come, build it and they will come. You just have to make sure it's a quali of quality and standard. Let's talk about what is happening right now in this space. Visit South Bennett Inc. Put a proposal to council for $140,000 for destination marketing and uh, to hire a business develop uh, tourism development officer Mm -hmm. uh, at the council meeting, they decided to give them $70,000 for six months, uh, review in February for the ability to extend that till the end of the financial year, where then South Burnett, uh, Visit South Burnett can reapply for funding. Part of that, they have to apply for match much funding for state and federal government. Mm -hmm. What do they have to do? What do they have to do with this money? Um, so, I mean, like I said at the start, I'm really involved in community and really involved in tourism. So passionate both of those spaces. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with that council uh, decision. I would like to have seen um, there more transparency about that. And by that, I mean um, the plans that Visit South Burnett had exposed to the area. Also some feedback and consultation. We have lots of brilliant minds in this region who are just waiting to be asked so that we can put it all together and make this really go. And I think that's really important. Visit South Burnett have a unique opportunity and one that I have never heard of being given by a council in virtually untied money. I, I read the council resolution. What's and untied money? So untied money is where there's no real parameters for reporting. So they talked about a, um, some KPIs and inverted commas being attached to that. But um, when it comes to council, it's what's written in those minutes and, and that's all you have to comply with. And there wasn't too much put okay. in those minutes, I can say that. So. Um, so I have concerns around that, but I move forward because I'm progressive and let's get on with the job and see what we can do with it. 
can I just add um, that uh, a hurdle that Visit South Burnett um, has and what council was trying to do prior to the new council getting in and going through this process is find the South Burnett's identity. It's always been um, a concern and a trouble and a place of contention for each community in each town. And therefore, to be able to sell someone a holiday, it's been difficult to be able to um, put the message together in, in a way that can be understood. I would have liked to have seen somebody go to some Chamber of Commerces to hear what they really had to say, uh, because I think that would have solidified exactly who people think they are in their community. So, Damien, you also talk about, um, and you said earlier in the piece that they're hiring a tourism development officer. Yeah, correct. Um, I think that's a great start for a volunteer organisation. I'm a big fan and a huge advocate of making sure that you've got paid people on the ground so that there isn't so much volunteer burnout. It's a real problem here in the South Burnett. But I think they should be aiming higher than that. I think right. that they should be looking to hire a CEO uh, even if it's a couple of days a week for the money that they're thinking of putting out there. But they need someone who can drive strategy and direction and really make change in that space. Uh, it would be a difficult position because um, that committee um, and the South Burnett would have to give over trust to that person uh, because I, I also know that CEOs cannot operate without trust. Okay. Um, yeah, so that would, be, that would be the first thing that I'd be talking about doing. Is a couple of days a week enough for that person to get the job done? I think it would be a better start. Okay. I think it'd be a better start to that organisation. If they had more, 100% you want a CEO that operates five five days a week, but I think hiring the right person, uh, they will they will make it work. It, it is in a position to, to grow. It is the only voice of the South Burnett outside of our, um, our state representatives and counterparts. Let's say you were sitting in the seat. What would you do? What would you do right now? You've got seventy thousand dollars. I would go. I would go <laughs> because it's, it's such an enormous challenge. That stuff gets me going. But um, but look, okay. Let's let's take a step back. I think a couple of things needs to happen. I think there needs to be a survey done of every single operator in the region and some kind of database of those who we haven't made contact with yet. I mean, we're starting to get those in other areas, but tourism hasn't done it properly yet and there's so there are some places out there that are completely disengaged in that space and that's not a way you want to lead a region leading organization going forward um, I think the second thing you need to do is find the voice and identity um, but it can just start as something small like holiday to the South Burnett here are our five best natural attractions uh, and we know that natural attractions are something that people are identifying with, particularly at the moment with COVID, um, particularly if they're not wanting to go somewhere that's got a lot of people. But it is regional Queensland's time to shine. Yeah, there has been no better time um, and no better um, access to, to people in their minds when they're not so busy and they're starting to think about how they connect, what, what is their connection with country and uh, how are they connecting with their food. And we have all of that here in our region. And so I think that's always been the most exciting thing for me about the South Burnett. It's, it's on the cusp of greatness. It's always been on the cusp of being the best holiday destination that, that in, in my opinion, is in Queensland. Um, but we just haven't been able to get the groundwork done so that we're in a position to grow. I was actually talking to an operator today that I, I met. Now, I think I met them first back in maybe February, maybe January, I can't actually remember because everything seems like last year right now. He has never been busier 
he owns a B&B in Nanango and he's been surveying his clients. These are people that usually travel and holiday in France, Italy, Europe, Mexico, mm -hmm. who have a lot of money and they're spending it right here. And they're looking to spend that money because they've got enough of it. It's burning a hole in their wallet. Mm -hmm. These are the people that can bring tourism, uh, bring money to the area. And, and that's the key point about tourism, isn't it? It is, is bringing outside money to a region that might not necessarily have excess income. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's a 24.6 billion dollar you know, economic kind of circle that comes into Queensland. Uh, and that was for the previous year. Can you just year, say that again? $24.6 billion, billion dollars. that it injects into our Queensland economy. And, wow. And so, I mean, if we only achieved a slice of that, yeah, <laughs> we would be we would be on the road to not just somewhere, but, you because know. Because that money's not going in just into operators' pockets. Those operators no. then have to spend money with the local butcher, the local baker improve their, their facilities with the local builder, then they employ other people because they have to keep up with demand. It, it just, it's absolutely. a real trickle down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and going back to RSL days, I mean, you'd bring 50 people in on a bus and that'd be half of our capacity completely filled. Yes. And they'd go for a wander up the street and they'd all buy milk in the local news agency and they'd go around the corner and buy a piece of material at the other store and some spice. You know, just it just trickles on. You just have to get people here. And that's where the money has to be spent. Um, and, 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 and if I can just go on further from that, there is a responsibility for us to be providing the right infrastructure um, as well. So we need to make sure that we're maintaining our um, big attractions, that we've got good facilities for people to use whilst they're on the road, because people can't get out here by aeroplane or it's very difficult to do yeah. that unless you've got your own private jet. Toilets is my big thing. <laughs> is it, Damo? <laughs> do you know what? There's three things I look at. And, and, and this is, so I'm a butcher by trade and my job as an apprentice Every Monday morning was to clean the front windows and sweep the footpath. Mm -hmm. And every Saturday morning, because there's usually a pie there or something like that. I always make sure, when I look at someone uh, walking to a shop, I make sure the windows are clean. I know I'm being picky. <laughs> the footpath has been swept and, and there's nothing on the, on the floor. But I always look for a clean toilet mm -hmm. with a toilet seat. Because mm -hmm. I've got girls. Mm -hmm. That's a major part of infrastructure that we we don't want our visitors sitting on a, a bloody um, a, a prison toilet, do we? <laughs> no, the old tin can. No, that's not what we want our toilets to be called. But you're exactly right. So, and lots of people make their decisions based on where they can stop, particularly if they've got children. Um, and, and you're looking for a reasonable facility, and that's why McDonald's has done so well. I mean, I went into a service station didn't have the facility on offer at all, off we were to McDonald's. And so people are actually planning because they, they just want to make sure they can be taken care of and that they can sort of have some kind of um, home away from home as they're moving on. And they want to spend money. I've seen so many Facebook groups, um, people saying, hey, we're coming to town, we want to spend money, give us some recommendations. Yep. I mean, that's where people are at. Um, we, there is no better time than now to be saying, come to the South Burnett because they want to spend their money and they want to spend it out in the country. So many people complain about roads. You know, I don't think roads is a major issue, issue um, in, uh, to be honest. But when I'm travelling, I always look for somewhere where it's easy to uh, park up 
or mm -hmm. could be used to towing a caravan, mm -hmm. if not even where we can stop, clean toilet, which is usually at a park mm -hmm. where we're sitting today, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. We're at the park. So spending money even in that space is a major draw card isn't it? Absolutely. There is no doubt about that. And, and when people come out for a holiday, they're looking for an authentic experience. And out here in the country, it's not the ocean. It's the birds and it's the trees and it's the people and it's the sunsets in the afternoon and the sunrises in the morning. So if we don't get those components right, we haven't given people the, or the authentic experience that they're looking to expect. And that is a responsibility of our community to provide that um, so that we can bring those tourists in and make sure that tourism is a function economy what do we need to do what do we do need to do right now to get this ball rolling we can talk about it for the next year and say oh we didn't have enough money mm -hmm. is it everyone's responsibility now to make sure this works absolutely it is I 100% agree uh, I think and when I say everyone I mean every tourism operator every business owner every single member of our community mm-hmm is it everyone's job? Yes. Let's wipe blame. Let's wipe judgment. Let's wipe the, less, the last 15 years and say, we're starting here today. We're working forward. We have a memory, but we're using it for information. We're not using to go back to. And, um, and let's take steps together. Let's be all encompassing. Let's be really good leaders. Let's be inclusive. Um, but let's make a plan that's going to work uh, because may this be the mark in history here in the South Burnett that tourism is going to succeed and that people can see a real benefit from what that economy can bring to us. We're also joined today by Jason Kinsella, president of the South Burnett Wine Association and Visit South Burnett Inc. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Damo. Great to be here. It's a, a beautiful winter's day. You could hardly Stunning call it winter's day. <laughs> Stunning, yeah. If this is winter, I'll take a yeah. whole year of it. Absolutely. Now, Jason, tourism has been a massive area, and, and I don't want to delve into this too much, but there's been controversy in the past, a lot of different opinions being voiced. Why is tourism such a hot topic? Oh, look, I think it's an industry full of passionate people. Yeah. And when you get passionate people, passionate people all have an opinion, and they're not willing to, they're not uh, afraid to voice that opinion. And that's great because. That's what's really going to drive our region forward is that diversity of opinion because we all see different opportunities, we all see different things and it's, it's getting that forum which is what Visit South Burn has been able to do is put a forum together to get everyone in the one tent so that, uh, you know, that we're really feeding off those ideas. I, I think, it's, um, I think uh, yesterday's yesterday, no point looking backwards uh, when, when we've got such an exciting opportunity looking forward. Now, how many members does Visit South Burn uh, currently have? I, I can give you the last figure was uh, was 84, yep. uh, but that's rising rapidly. That's been really one of the most exciting things is that I think the region's ready for this. Yep. The region is ready for an LTA because of the, the massive uptake. We, we launched in February. We hope to have 50 members by Christmas. We shot past that in the first month, and we shot past that in a period where it's been really, really difficult times for, uh, you know, not only tourism, but, but the region in general and the country in general. So, uh, so, uh, so 84 at the moment, but I know that uh, that, that figure's rising all the time, so that could be inaccurate. Um, and yeah, it's, it's across, one of the things that we've tried to do with Visit South Burnett is 
have it not only broadly across industry sectors, but broadly geographically, so that we are drawing from everywhere, from Blackbutt to Proston to uh, to Gamary, um, and uh, and really bringing that whole region on board. And, and has that happened? Have you seen that? that Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was asked. Uh, We've, we've been asked to put to, together five camping spots um, that they're going to do some photo shoots on with Southern Queensland Country Tourism, our RTO, and they asked us to um, put that together. And it was great because we've got we've got camping spots, you know. So we're not talking about caravan parks. We're talking about where people can, you know, places like Emu Creek at uh, at Blackbutt, um, you know. We're, so right across the whole region, we've been able to get some, you know a place at Blackbutt, a place at Black at uh, Proston, you know. Um, Yellowcool, uh, you know, the tourist park at, uh, at uh, BP Dam, you know, and so it is really broad. Now, members are coming from right across the region, from Maidenwell to, to Gamary. You know, it's funny you mentioned Emu Creek. I was born in Brisbane, but I've been in, in Kingaroy for 35 plus years. But we used to get up at 1 a.m. on a Saturday morning, pack the car, and head to Emu Creek. Always camped in winter, never in summer. Yep. And that's Beautiful how we in winter. and that's yeah we used to swim in the creek in winter and that's how we got to come to move to this region because we camped there. My uh, late father either would either burn himself on the, the uh, fire or once he put a, an axe in his shin and you know had to go to the Nanango hospital. But hey, you know what? An accident has uh, occurred, and here we it are. Takes different today. things to bring you further into the region, doesn't it? <laughs> it, 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 it it's fantastic. You're right. I remember going camping there when I was a kid, and it's a, it's such a great spot. And Blackbutt's so important because that's that's the gateway, and and it was the gateway for you. Yep. And I always feel that when I'm driving back home, and I I drive to Brisbane weekly, and when I'm coming home and I'm coming up the Blackbutt Range, the world changes. Like it's just. It just has this different feel, and it's awesome. Like it's fantastic. You get to Blackbutt, and you go, "I'm nearly there." Yeah, you feel <laughs> I'm home. Yep, yep. You know, it's that range. The, but the landscape changes. The the um, the trees change. It's just it's just different. Yeah. And um, and and it really is just a fantastic gateway to our region. Now, Visit South Bennett Inc., uh, the new local tourism organisation, applied to South Bennett Regional Council for $140,000 yes. in funding. Yes. Uh, now, that funding was going to be broken up into uh, $80,000 for a uh, tourism development officer. Correct. Sixty k for destination marketing. At the last meeting, I actually sat there and watched it online, and, the, and there was a lot of discussion around it, and, and they've done their homework. Uh, they decide for $70,000 for six months um, for review in February. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process, the, the process of going to council and, and, and the submission that you guys put towards them? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we, uh, we've, we've been working on this for four and a half years, working with council, moving towards you know, the old position where funds were sent to, um, to Southern Queensland Country Tourism. And it was sent almost as a blank cheque. We, we weren't really seeing, no one could identify for us what that money was spent on or what the results were. There were no KPIs, it was all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and our, our point of contention was that we needed to see where that ratepayer funds were being spent. It had to be able to show tangible results because at the end of the day, I firmly believe ratepayers have to get a return on investment. And tourism's a great vehicle to do that. But you've got to be able to demonstrate it. So, uh, so for four years we've been working, and, and it's taken a long time because faith and trust take a long time to take root. Yep. 
and and we had to get some runs on the board and they said well look you know okay we we kind of understand what you're saying and we so we're going to withdraw funding from Toowoomba which was done and and council handled the the destinational marketing in-house um now their budget was somewhere between 140 and 180,000 over the last four years somewhere in that vicinity so um so we knew okay there's, there's good spend happening there. So sorry, one hundred forty to one hundred eighty thousand dollars per year for per, the last four years. Per yep, year yep. for the last four years yep. had been spent by the regional council on tourism. Um, plus, of course, they had a, a tourism uh, officer, yep. and uh, and they had um, an economic development and and tourism. So there was there was some salaries in that space as well, yep. and um, so. Uh, we had a meeting with the when, when uh, our new mayor came in, Mayor Otto came in, and Councillor Schumacher as the new um, tourism portfolio holder. We asked for a meeting with them and with the CEO, and we asked them about what their direction was because there was indications pre uh, pre uh, elections that um, that the new council saw council wanting to get out of that space and and let industry run industry across across not only tourism but through agriculture and economic development and let the people who've got some skin in the game drive that. So, uh, so we met with them and we said, okay, well, so where do you see uh, industry's role moving forward with tourism? And uh, it was clearly articulated uh, by council that, that they saw industry driving tourism. And we said, okay, so your uh, intention is to, to shift out of that destinational marketing, which we have to be really clear on, rather than uh, talking about um, managing the VIX and that sort of thing, which isn't destinational marketing. Um, destinational you, marketing. You, yeah, I, I, I assume yeah, absolutely. you're going. What is destination marketing? Because there's a lot of talk about destinational marketing. It's it's really really simple. It was explained to me a long time ago, probably 20 years ago, when I was on the Fraser Coast South Burnett Tourism Board, that the role of destinational marketing is is to market the region. It's to get people into the region. Right. It is never ever the role of an LTO or destinational marketing to promote individual businesses, yep. and that's what makes it a great. Uh, that's what makes it simple, because what happens is that we build the story of the region. So if it's a wine, if it's a wine story, if we're going back to, to my industry, if it's if we want to promote, you promote the wine trail, you promote the experience of food and wine in the region, but you don't go out and promote individual businesses. What you do is you give individual businesses the opportunity. To, to buy into those promotional campaigns, those advertising campaigns, and leverage off the work that's being done by the LTO. So, if, so it's a user-pay system in the end. If they want to be promoted, they get their checkbook out, and, and they buy in and they pay for ads within the, the, the broader um, uh, promotion. So it's whether it's a seasonal campaign or whether it's a you know, specific uh, campaign, they buy in. So, so destinational marketing, it promotes a region. It talks about experiences in the region. With that all said, you've got seventy thousand dollars. Yes. I, I, I'm assuming you. Uh, Not yet. The, but it's... <laughs> the, the check hasn't landed in your mailbox yet. Not yet. No. Uh, he's waiting for it. And, and, and I assume that uh, you guys uh, pop some uh, sparkling wine uh, once that decision was made. We we actually didn't, Damo, <laughs> because we've got a massive job in front of us. You sure and do. And there is no time to waste congratulating anybody and uh, and patting anyone on the back, we've got a massive job to do. And that's my next question. So what's the strategic plan for Visit South Burnett Inc? 
Well, I think one of the first things we're going to do is uh, we're going to, to try and, because what we've got to understand is $80,000 for a tourism development officer over, over a 12 month period seems like a, a big wage. In, in that space, it's, it's not, it's, it's, not. It's, 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 it's okay, we're, we're going to get someone good because it was really, really important. Um, you know, the, the councillors that supported this, there was, a, there was a clear message continuously and that was, this can't fail. They went out on a limb and they really, really did and I can't, I can't speak more strongly about uh, how grateful we are as an industry for them stepping out on the limb, but can't fail. So 80 grand, it's going to get us someone good but, but you're certainly, it's, it's certainly not a, a big wage in that space. Um, I've never earned 80 grand in my life, but, yep. but, but, uh, but so we've got 60,000 of that 140 is for destinational marketing. That's not a, that's not a lot of money. When, when we consider that the previous spend for council was 140 to 180. So, so what we've got to do is we've got to get that, we've got to drive that dollar as far as we possibly can. And how we do that, I've always said, our greatest strength is our people our operators, because we've got some really, really good operators out there and some really smart people. And, and I've always said, you know, all the questions and challenges we face, we, we may not, I may not have all the answers. Our management committee certainly doesn't have all the answers, but I believe the answers are in the room. And one of the things that we need to do first is to get our social media capabilities up for all of our operators. I think that the, the, um, the power, it's such a powerful, uh, um, it's a powerful initiative. Social media has the ability to really put our region on the map. And it's, it's a really low spend for each individual operator. It's Correct. knowledge. And, and so that is number one for us. Um, from, a, from, a, from, a, from a general membership point of view, number one thing for us, get all our members absolutely up to speed with social media and how they can drive not only their own businesses, but how they can link and leverage with other businesses in the region. Uh, from a management committee point of view, we made commitments to council, so our first job there, our commitments are to um, to now try and get dollar for dollar funding yes. from state and federal government. Beautiful. So we have some meetings, uh, we, I've got a meeting with uh, Peter Homan, the CEO of Southern Queensland Country Tourism, uh, on Sunday afternoon or Monday, and we'll be discussing strategies about who we meet with. I have. Uh, to her credit, our local member, Deb Frecklington, has given a, a, a letter of support uh, for us to take to Tourism Events Queensland and the state government. And I've also got a meeting coming up with Lou O'Brien, our federal member, and, uh, and he's working for me with, Lou, uh, with uh, David Littleproud. So management committee, day one, job one, get some matching funding to get that, to get that happening. From the, uh, from the uh, general membership point of view, that social media, getting them up and up and running. When council actually um, voted on this, and it was a, a unanimous decision, um, they did say that they we continued to work really closely with uh, Visit South Burnett Inc. Um, and 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 obviously you guys had spoken about that before. What KPIs um, do you guys have to meet? Has that been set yet through between yourself and council? No, that's um, that was part of the conditions placed on uh, on visits here, Burnett, Is that uh, we will meet with Councillor Schumacher and uh, and Mayor uh, and uh, CEO Mark Pitt uh, to put KPIs in place. Yeah, lovely. That's why that funding hasn't come across yet because those KPIs will be set. Because that's one of the things that that 
we've continuously pushed is there, there must be KPIs. When you're spending ratepayers' money, there has to be accountability and there has to be results that are achieved. And so, um, so those KPIs will be put in place by council, uh, agreed upon. Um, and, uh, and when we get to that point, um, those, those KPIs, by the way, will be very clearly articulated to the wider community. I, I firmly believe this is a very um, open and transparent organisation. Where are you going to collect your data from um, to show increase in, in, in tourism in this region? And, and, and that's a really, really good question. Um, I've always believed that one of the most important indicators of the health of a tourism region is bed nights in our accommodation, because I think that's a measurable point. But we also really do have the advantage that, that the RTO is working on digital fencing of the region. So, um, so what they do is they actually, um, uh, without actually ever being drilled down to who the person is, they can, they can identify um, from your mobile phone right. who came into the region, how long they stayed here, where they stayed, where they ate, um, where they exited the region, have they been before, when they come back again. Um, and, uh, and I'm getting my head around all that technology because IT is not my strength. It, it's very, it's very it, exciting. It's very exciting. If this doesn't work, what's going to happen? It will work. Okay. Where do you see tourism 12 months from now? Because I'm, I'm going to have you back here 12 months from now. I, I, want, I want to see some of those figures. Yep. What, what are you, what's your hope? Look, and, and I don't want this to sound like a political answer, but I don't know what the t next 12 months holds. And we don't. We're, we are know, really in uncharted waters. It's a difficult question. We're in really uncharted waters. We don't know. We, we don't know what the next 12 months looks like. But but what I do know is this: that that within 12 months we will have created a strong tourism community in the region, and the benefits from that are that at the moment there's some really great stuff going on in the region, but it's all happening within a silo. It's happening over here. It's happening over here. It's happening over here. And we're not we're not getting the benefit of leveraging off the other businesses. So, um, look, I think the next 12 months are a really exciting opportunity. I don't think anyone's going to be traveling overseas uh, between now and next uh, next August. Um, and even if they are, it's gonna be very limited. So I don't even see people traveling interstate um, on, on a large scale between now and then. So that creates about a $20 billion market um, for people who can jump in their car in Brisbane or the Gold Coast or, or the sunny coast on a Saturday morning and travel roughly three hours. Stay somewhere, travel home. I think there's really exciting opportunities for us. I think we've been very fortunate what looked like a, a terrible situation to start with. I think we drive tourism is going to be the beneficiary. So what I'd like to see is we are very much an events-driven region as well. And of course, there's... There's no events. None of that happening either. So, so it's really hard to say where are we going to be in, in 12 months. But, um, but I know that we're going to be in a place where we've, uh, with the tourism development officer in place, one of the most important roles for that tourism development officer is to work out how our businesses benefit from each other, how to, net, how to create those networks, how to create those packages, yep. how to put things together so that our visitors uh, from outside the region know that when they come, they're going to have those itineraries and those, um, those plans put together for them before they come. And we're going to make it a far easier region to visit moving forward.
Jason Kinsellis, Shin Lindholm, thanks very much for your time today. Thanks so much, Damo. Always a pleasure. Damo, thank you very much. When we travel through the region, we choose to drive with our partner, Bill Hall Car Centre, your Subaru and Mazda dealer. This is the Mark 2 Review. Yeah.